Welcome to the Marshall Pruitt Podcast and your Week in IndyCar guest episode brought to you by Cooper Tires, the Justice Brothers, TorontoMotorsports.com, and a fresh out of the shower, Scott McLaughlin. I love the fact that you felt the need to be as clean as possible to do the show, or did you think to yourself, and I'm going to feel dirty talking to this idiot. I better, I better clean up now. Oh no, I'll be, I'll be showering straight after this as well. No, look, I just, uh, I had a, you know, when you have those conversations with your accountant, you get a little bit sweaty and stuff like that. That's literally like where, where I was at just then. I just had a, a real sweaty conversation with my accountant and, uh, and, and, but we're good. We're good. Everything's fine. And, uh, I'm just learning, uh, I'm learning about the U S U S how it works financially and a few things like that. And, and, uh, it, it always makes me nervous. Those sort of conversations, <laughs> like, like anyone in, in normal day life. See if you, you know, if you were just farting around, uh, running in like 19th place all the time, probably wouldn't have those problems, but you, you, you go and win those motor races, right? I mean, geez, I know who I'm hitting up for a loan next time. Well, let's do this brother. Uh, I got a chance to watch the race last weekend. Um, we were on vacation and uh, I think my wife was sleeping. So I watched the race with the volume on about three on the TV. So I don't know if I heard every nuanced word. I can tell you what though. Uh, Hey, nice job and uh hey yeah there was a lot going on a lot of drama not involved with your team thankfully but Mm. let's talk about this weekend brother this is the one you know we were speaking around Indy coming out of Indy how man we got it we know we have something really good we're just struggling to get our our hands on it the way we had it to open the season did anything change brother or was this just a clean weekend and things playing out normally without uh team penske intervention to get it there no i i think marshall this was just a clean weekend i think we've had the pace to be decent um i mean you look at indy gp we're leading that race against colton um and we didn't take wet tires when we should have and that, that was you know on us and the strategy we took there uh the indy G, the indy 500 we weren't fast as a team. You know, we we weren't great. We ran an aggressive car to get past all these cars. We did. Felt like I drove was, was driving a really good race, and I just got caught out and and um, bit of inexperience there and crashed. And then Detroit. You know, I genuinely felt like I could have pulled that race. Um, I felt really strong in qualifying, and then obviously um, Grosjean hits the fence, and the red flag comes out two corners from home when I'm when I'm on the lap to go to the fast six. So it's like. That point onwards, you know, I'm, I'm probably more frustrated at myself, and I'm frustrated at the situation we're in, and I overdrive it. Where I, I, someone like Joseph in that position, or Will, um, with, who we just saw, you know, they probably wouldn't have made that mistake. You know, they probably would have just gone, taken the bad with the good, and try to get a top, you know, eight finish and and move out of there. But here I am, you know, lap nine or whatever it was, and I decided to try and win the race in fifteenth, and I go down the escape road like a peanut. So that was a bit frustrating from my end, but um, you know something that I can certainly learn. And then Road America got the got the got the train back on the tracks. So we weren't the fastest, but we were solid, top seven. And then you know, mid or high, we just you know come out the gate really strong, and I feel like we can do that for the rest of the year. Let me ask a question that I know fans are sometimes curious about. I'd love to hear if it's a real thing uh, from your perspective, at least. 
and that is momentum. Now, granted, uh, you, you mentioned Road America, obviously, seventh place there. It was a good kind of first step to get back to where you wanted to be, but prior to that, finishes of 20th at the GP, 29th at the Indy 500, 19th at Detroit. I mean, just as there's positive momentum, is there also a building up inside emotional or whatever it is of negative momentum? Is that something that you feel like getting a little worse and a little more frustrated or, or whatnot as you build, you know, it compounds from race to race for a little bit before you kind of get things back on track? Did you feel that at all, brother? Or are you good at kind yeah. of diffusing that when it's building up? I think I'm experienced enough to diffuse it a little bit while I thought I was and then I went through my IndyCar rookie season and that was probably where you know I definitely had negative momentum you know and and I probably wasn't at you know the best mindset throughout the season um I think this has been I've said it in the press a couple of times this week like it's just been water off a duck's back like this sort of stuff I feel like I've been very easy with it it's been you know, I've been quite easy to get back into the swing of things, even though the things haven't been going right for us in 22. I think having St. Pete, having the strong start we had, nearly winning two races in a row, that, you know, we, we uh, you know, we're right in, you know, there they're about, the pace has been there, it's just about putting it together. So you, you don't really get much negative momentum from that. But I think when you are searching for answers, you don't know where the pace is, you don't know how to find the pace, like I sort of had last year, um, that's, when you probably get that negative momentum, that negative energy, and it's very hard to shake. There's a lot of cool mentions of your parents being there last weekend to watch you win and such. Curious, mate, family, and also your yeah. wife, who I know, you know, as I would hope everyone is with their spouse, incredibly close. What's the external side of things for you in terms of going through a rough patch, starting off great season, but then kind of getting derailed a bit. Where does your wife, where do parents, where do whomever, are those folks that can influence you? Do you allow folks to try and tweak and tune your your mindset to stay in a more positive place? Because not everybody wants that. Uh, some folks like to keep the professional side close to themselves, but are they able to influence you in that way to kind of lift you up a little bit? Oh, yeah, for sure. I think, I mean, Carly, my wife, is my, I mean, is my absolute biggest supporter like anyone's wife. You know, I think, you know, she's picks me up when I'm down, doesn't pick, doesn't try and uh, get myself a big head when I, when I, when there's possibility of that happening. Um, she's pretty hard on me at, at times. Um, and then obviously my family's exactly the same. Um, I, it's important to have a good close knit, um, you know, just group around you that I guess keep you positive in the negative and, and keep you, keep you grounded when you need to be. Um, and, and that's exactly what I've got with my family. I think, just having my family's presence here, my mum and dad has been fantastic for me. It just was so long. It just felt weird not having to see your mum and dad for that long when you know, you know they're perfectly fine. They're, they're, they're just on the other side of the world and they just seem so far away. And um, you know, having them here, and that was the first time they've seen me win you know, since 2019, Bathurst 1000, which was incredible for them and, and for, for me. And um, yeah, it's just been a huge boost. So I think it's very important to have that that 
I guess that inner sanctum that no no one really understands it's important to have everyone has their own different ways of going about their inner sanctum you know Joseph does a different thing Will does a different thing to me you know, I do a different thing to them but I think everything works you know personally for you um you know, exactly how you want it to be for some people it's an inflatable eagle suit you know yes I mean, yeah there's... I actually get a lot of pride out of that. <laughs> can we tell or folks a cow suit. Can we tell folks you actually wore that beneath your uh, your your driver suit uh, on Sunday? I, can we reveal that here? I, I mean, we can reveal that. But right. I think I, I I don't know how I would have gone. Um, I, it popped. That's why I was able to fit my suit <laughs> over it. Um, so uh, I just turned it off. Just amazing. We'll come back to uh, to your your show with uh, with New Garden here in just a little bit. So I'm looking at. This season, all the things that were going right, you with uh, gelling so greatly with our mutual pal, your race engineer, Ben Bretzman, uh, your crew, your everything. What's the feeling coming out of mid-Ohio, getting back to where you knew you belonged in a place that you knew you were going to get back to, but now that you've done that and you're the only person other than your teammate joseph newgarden to win multiple races this year uh you're not that far out from the championship hunt we're just past the halfway point of the season like it seems if you stack those things up brother it seems like you've got everything you need to mount one heck of a charge you also are pretty damn good on street courses what comes to mind heading to toronto uh, Nashville, I mean, the rest of the stops, the ovals as well, but are you feeling like this could be a wave that builds? I think my, the jury's out for me until Toronto. Um, I just haven't been there, and I've got to be realistic with my expectations there. Um, I, I'm, I'm confident in every way that I can get up to speed on that track, but I know how IndyCar works and how tough it is, and when you haven't been to a place before, it does take time. So, but if I can get out of Toronto with a solid result, there's no reason why I, I can't mount a championship threat. You know, I, I think you know we've got a really good um, base between me and Benny with with um, you know our our road course, street course, and oval package. You know, we've been fast on all three disciplines. Obviously, um, you know, we, we we feel really comfortable with that. I've got a great pit crew. Um, you know, and I feel like I'm driving the best I ever have. There's no reason why. No, I can't do do you know be right there at the at the end. Um, but it's it's just one race at a time for me. I've got to keep executing. I've just got to keep doing my thing. Um, but the biggest thing for me right now, the biggest confidence booster I've got is I feel very comfortable. I feel very comfortable with my surroundings, like you talked about. Um, I'm just in a, in a nice spot personally, and um, yeah, I feel at home here in America, which is you know an even bigger thing um and you know i think that's going to help everything and i'm just i'm just having fun man like i generally just i, I don't know how to explain it like I, this is it's fantastic the spoils that come with what, what what i'm doing right now but like if you said to me four five six years ago that i'd be in the indycar series winning two races yeah potentially being talked about as a championship threat you know this is just an amazing time this is just fun and i think that's my biggest biggest weapon i've got is i'm just i'm just having a ball out here and it's it's just a lot of fun it's funny how that mindset is something that has been used so effectively 
to do so well by so many in the championship. And granted, everyone's intense, everyone's hardcore. I'm not saying that that isn't really important when you are in the car doing your job, but the mindset that you carry with yourself day-to-day as a part of that job, that's also really important too. You look at Marcus Erickson, right? He's enjoying himself. Everything's working smoothly within the team. He's performing at a high level, reaching higher and higher levels, it's coming from a really positive place. Our, our crazy friend, Will Power, he has come back to a place where it's just warm and positive and smooth and, you know, a couple rough patches, but he's dealt with them. New Garden, similar, Polo, similar, Pato. Again, it seems that for those who are willing to just kind of let things flow, appreciate what you have, but not really crush yourself with pressure. It seems like that's been working really effectively for a lot of drivers this year and yourself as well. Yeah, exactly. I think anyone that's just, I think you just got in IndyCar, you've, I've, I've learned that pretty quickly. You've just got to let things happen. You, there's so many variables that you just can't control that you can't even predict that, um, is so frustrating and can drain you so quickly if you focus on them. You've just got to let happen and almost just, you know, wipe your hands and go, well, that happened. Well, that's crazy or, you know, moving on. But that's the beauty of the sport. This is the beauty of it. And this is why it makes it so fun, why it makes it so pure. And, um, yeah, I just I truly am just enjoying it so much. I think if we can, you know, keep just, you know, have, having a laugh, keep, you know, being intense when I put the, put, put the helmet on and, and whatever, I think you know, we can go on to doing big things, not only this year, but I think this could be, a building block for many future years of hopefully success if we, if we do get that opportunity. couple more things for you, brother. So St. Petersburg, Sunday night after the race, your big uh, first poll and win, and we're at Borde's kind of IndyCar retirement party. You and a bunch of friends rock up there and drinks for everyone, having a great time. And Hunter McElray shows up, who was <laughs> so close to winning his first race. Binned it, right? Uh, chucked it in the wall, unfortunately. But he, I remember standing there when he said to you, uh, not only how proud he was of you as a fellow Kiwi to have won your first race, but how sad he was having not been able to have the two of you win together uh, at the same event for the first time. Well, the kid goes and wins the Indy Lights race last weekend. So we do indeed leave Mid-Ohio with Kiwis standing atop the podium in IndyCar and Indy Lights. I don't know if you've had a chance to connect with him or speak with him after his win, but tell me about that, brother, because we love having you here. We never want to let you go in America, but uh, you and uh, Hunter, both uh, proud sons of New Zealand as well. That's pretty darn cool to win on the same event weekend. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. I've known I've known Hunter for so long. Um, I mean, for God's sake, I used to babysit him with <laughs> my sister. Um, so it's so funny to see him over here um, doing his thing. And, and um, you know, I, I think he's doing such a great job, obviously, his first year. He's going up against Linus, who's obviously uh, been in the series before, which is a massive uphand. And um, for Hunter to win at a place like Mid-Ohio, where he obviously feels comfortable, is fantastic. And he... Um, 
I'd, I'd be hard-pressed to not believe that he won't be in an IndyCar seat sometime soon. I think he's got raw pace. He's got talent. He's got. He's very exuberant, as you know. Like he's not a. He's not a shy fellow. He's. I think he's a. He's a. Uh, sponsors a fan's dream. You know, and I think that's why he's got so many supporters. Um, you know, on his car, helping him. You know, hopefully achieve his goals and his dreams. And it's just really cool to see. And um, yeah, absolutely for him to win on the same weekend as us. I mean, his old man Andy was. Uh, you know, I, he was the first. His old man, Andy, I, I, he was the first guy that I drove for in Australia in a race car. Uh, I drove a Mini a mini Cooper for him, and uh, it was my first race car ever. And um, it's, we've got very close ties to the family. And uh, to be doing this over here in North America together is uh, is really cool and, and something we definitely probably take for granted a little bit, and, and um, we need to enjoy it a little bit more. Well, if we can get uh, Hunter in the field, maybe a few more Kiwis, I think we're going to have about 27 Swedes in IndyCar before long. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be the all uh, the all down under and the all uh, uh, snowy Swede series. But, uh, hey, that wouldn't be a bad thing at all. Um, no, no. Speaking of bad, are you single-handedly to blame for Bed Bath & Beyond's massive financial downturn? of late uh mr mclaughlin uh the, the company well, has asked me to speak with you directly and uh since you just got off a long call with your accountant i assume you've crafted a plan to invest heavily <laughs> in Beth, bed bath and beyond goods no uh, you know what it's actually so funny about that well not funny because it's very sad but i haven't been to bed bath and beyond and i can't tell you how long so i think i've just i, I had a massive shopping spree when i was um you know yeah, we're in. We we're moving into a house and bits and pieces. Not saying I don't love the place, but I did go there at, at Indianapolis, and I just found it quite like there was like a clearance going on, and it was just there was crap everywhere. And I just didn't feel like it was like the old Bed Bath and Beyond. So I've I've really dropped off the face of the earth with that, um, unfortunately. So um, yeah, that, that unfortunately maybe I am cause and I, effect. I, I spent, well, I spent I spent a lot of money there, so it was, well, I'm sure maybe it, I I might have heard their stocks, maybe for sure. All right. Well, again, I, I had an inkling it might have been your fault. I don't know if we fully can blame you, but I think there's some sort of linkage there. Um, let's talk about this show you do. It's become a thing since the month of May. Uh, Bus Bros. I've caught I think two episodes so far, and love it enjoy it it seems like a perfect fit for the two of you mm. i don't know if you're a fan of american basketball at all but uh there's a, a player on my uh my team home team golden state warriors draymond green uh they just won the championship a little while ago yep. but he keeps referring to new media he's a member of the new media while an a as an active player he's actually a member of one of the uh been signed by one of the the cable channels that broadcasts games and he'll weigh in there every now and then as a podcast he does and videos and you name it but he keeps referring to new media in the sense of athletes while in their career young career mid whatever uh being active participants and telling their own story doing their own things um tell me about this from your perspective brother and i know it's a fun thing that that you and new garden do but I do love the fact that y'all have jumped in, as have many indie car drivers and other drivers, in this kind of new media space where you don't have to do this. I know you're not make, getting wealthy off of this, but you and, and New Garden, uh, an introvert who pretends to be an extrovert at some times, um, yes. 
where does this fit into fulfillment, enjoyment, or otherwise? Because I love it, but I'm always curious, what's the motivation behind it that has you here doing it? I don't know. I think me and Joseph just have clicked ever since I've come to the team. And I think we've had this um, this trust that we know that deep down inside of us, we both want to just absolutely smash the living daylights out of each other when we get on track. <laughs> but it's But I think having that, upfront honesty about it all that like has made us or brought us a bit closer and, and i guess in some ways with will as well we're, we're just working together really well there's no bs there's no you know like we're not talking you know rubbish behind each other's back there's no backstabbing it's just legitimately like a, a brotherhood in some ways um and you know me and me and joseph just had so many chats in the truck that were quite funny and that many of the engineers laughed at and we're like we should just like do this but like do this on camera and we ended up doing it. So there's just these stupid, like, you know, bits and pieces of sweet as, you know, a lot of it also has to do with Brian Simpson. Oh yeah. Brian Simpson. He is almost the mastermind behind most of the skits. We just act them out for him, <laughs> but he's actually one of the funniest human beings. I actually know on the face of the earth, the way he edits, the way he does things, the things that he comes up with on the fly. He's a very, very smart dude and very, um, funny love the and guy. uh yeah absolutely and we um us three have really just got this group text and we just figure out things that we want to do along the way and, and it's like oh that's good for bus bros that's good for bus bros and you know along the way as well marshall it's about people learning you know my personality who i am i mean we are penske drivers we know the mold that we got to fit into but at the same time we're people we're human beings and we you know there's a life outside of the Penske mold and, and that we enjoy just having fun, taking the piss out of each other, taking the piss out of ourselves. I mean, I've dressed up as a, a, a cow costume and an eagle in the space of a month. And that was purely on my own decision. Like I said, let's get this costume. I'm going to wear it. But the cow thing happened because we got our first sponsor and I was that excited that we got a sponsor. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going to dress up as a freaking cow because this is just a bananas. Like, this is amazing. And it was then, the uh, Indiana Dairy Association, if I remember, yeah. something like yeah, that? American, yeah, American Dairy Association of Indiana. Great people, great supporters, and, uh, yeah, commercial providers, as we call them on the Bus Bros episodes. And uh, we have been getting the handy following. The, the people love it, which is fantastic. Um and yeah, like I said, I think people are seeing a different side of Joseph that they haven't seen for a few years. They're seeing a different side of me that they probably haven't seen before. And, and then we're just having a lot of fun doing it. There's no stress. There's no, there's no like, oh, we have to do this or we have to get this person on the show. If we don't get him on the show, if we don't get Will on the show, if we don't get Dixon or whatever on the show, it's like, whatever, let's just, let's just talk crap and have a bit of fun. And, and there's no stress about it, which is a lot of fun too. I'm just having massive uh, smiles and love at the thought of, Imagine if the internet existed back in Rick Mears prime and, oh. uh, Emerson Fittipaldi's prime when he was driving for Roger, uh, would we have ever seen a bus pros between the rocket and MO? I don't think so, but I love, this is a sign of progress, right? How far this team has come where they're comfortable. Uh, you guys doing that. I mean, has RP walked by and seen you in either the cow suit or the eagle suit? No, but AJ Foyd has, and that was an embarrassing thing. Um, but <laughs> Tell me about um, that. What Did he say something? Oh, well, he just stared at me like I was just an absolute idiot. Like He, he never really said two words to me. He just sort of looked at me like, what are you doing? I, I was at the front of my bus, like 
with my cow suit on just hanging and um yeah aj Foyt rolled past on his um golf cart and i think he deliberately we were filming and he deliberately left his golf cart in reverse you know how it beeps yes the like, big loud whine uh, yeah yeah he just like left it there just to piss us off i think <laughs> i believe so so i think if that's not a power move i'm not sure but that was fantastic from his end and i really appreciate it and respect it um but i the the um the only person that hasn't really talked about bus bros is uh rp i don't know whether he knows about it um, but Bud Denker, um, the president, who's oh, basically yes. like, like oh, yes. he's a big dog. He um, he has said it's great, and we should keep get doing it. And it's great for our fans, and he loves seeing our fans the way they are. And and it's just it's it's really unique. And he and if you get the the, the, the ups from Bud, you basically got the ups from Roger. So I'm I'm pretty excited by that. <laughs> oh, hundred oh, percent. No, that that's that's the uh, the Penske uh, El Capo there. So you're you're in good shape there. I can guarantee you, Roger <laughs> knows about it. The the amount of things yeah. he's briefed on, like president, the American presidents receive lesser briefings on a daily basis than rp he knows everything so uh there's probably a little hd drone over your house right now you don't even know about don't look by the way but yeah i'm sure they're keeping Uh, good tabs on you why don't we close on this brother so hey iowa test today connor daly was quick Uh, everybody was pretty close there uh we're going to be getting together again here soon to go racing in toronto for the first time in a good while use you mentioned obviously have not raced there have you spent time video uh watching you know whatever replays on youtube simulator time whatever time to try and get yourself ready because you are absolutely right my friend there are far too many drivers who on an annual basis at that event win the what were you thinking award and they're either flying into turn one turn three turn this turn that it's a place where it a lot of folks are claimed due to over exuberance or just sheer mistakes. You don't want any of those. How are you prepping to, uh, to keep this, this momentum going and not be one of those folks, uh, getting to shake hands with the AMR safety crew during the race. <laughs> yeah. Look, I, I can't promise anything, but look, I've been looking at a ton of footage, um, data and, and really getting some advice from Benny, Benny Brisbane though. He like, they, they're the, they're the last winners. They're the defending winners and Simon. So, um, we know that we've got a fast car that we can potentially roll up with, um, and Ben's really confident of that. It's just a matter of me getting laps, me getting to the flow of the track, and, and failing it all out. But it's um, yeah, I'm 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 very excited. I love street tracks, as you said. I, I think it's um, a, a, an opportunity to race in Canada. I've never been to Canada itself before, so I'm super excited for that. Um, I heard the fans there are just um, amazing people and, and really really exuberant and, and get amongst it, which is really what I'm excited for. Um, but yeah, I, I think I can, all I can do right now is sort of study, watch, look at some, look at some footage and then jump on the simulator. And then, um, hopefully we're there, thereabouts, uh, without no mistakes, uh, you know, Sunday of Toronto, but, um, yeah, super excited to get Canada and we'll see what we got. I think you're going to have a phenomenal time knowing all of your experience and success on street courses, especially during your uh, V8 career. Toronto is a place you can truly dig into as a driver uh it's not like there's tons of elevation but the place does ask a lot of you there are some high commitment areas where you will be rewarded if you get everything absolutely right um i I expect to hear that you love the place 
because it's not just a, a typical point and squirt street course. You can hang it out a little bit. You can get that left rear, right rear digging in real hard. Um, but yeah, there's also some pretty swift penalties for uh, slightly stepping over the edge. So yeah, I think you're going to go just fine. Yep, I appreciate that. Hopefully we do. <laughs> All right, brother. Well, uh, I guess enjoy your second shower in the span of a half an hour. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> congrats again, mate, and we'll look forward to seeing you here soon. Thank you. Appreciate it.